Welcome to Black Health Matters. I'm Daryl Armistead, your host. This episode is a Zoom recording of Howard University group session led by Dr. Clive Callender. Uh, COVID, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, John, you can you can uh, start showing. A lot of, lot of interesting goals uh, <clears throat> that uh, this is an interesting article that it's uh, a, a topic that uh, still is a problem, and that is, uh, for example, in the District of Columbia. We still have a segment of the population that has not been vaccinated. Wow! And, uh, my gosh! And uh, especially in uh, Ward Seven and Eight in the district. And uh, uh, it wasn't helped by the fact that J and J had to pause because in a lot of places they were trying to use J and J in. Uh, as a one-shot vaccine because the other one is two-shot. So it's easier to, to do. So, uh, but anyway, the pause is thought to have uh, caused a lot of people to be reluctant. On the other hand, you can see that uh, uh, that's, there still is a problem of reluctance on the part of uh, of Americans to still get the vaccine. Some have been willing to do it and some still uh, have reservations about it. It's interesting because in our group, the issue is not uh, reservations, but actually access. But uh, now that uh, uh, there is an opportunity for uh, most Americans to be vaccinated, there's still some who have opted not to. I think the, the figure now is that there's over 100, 100 million people who have been vaccinated and the number's going up. Uh, uh, they say what is about 4 million being vaccinated every day. Uh, but uh, it's, it's still well short of the percentage that we want to have vaccinated in order to get the uh, elusive herd immunity. Uh, and uh, so uh, this is uh, the subject that uh, uh, is causing people to uh, wonder why so many people are reluctant to get vaccinated. We talked the last time about why the health care providers and healthcare workers are reluctant to be vaccinated. And uh, that's still uh, in many ways to me a mystery. Uh, as to why some healthcare providers still are reluctant to be vaccinated. Uh, the more people that get vaccinated, the more people who will, will be likely to want to get vaccinated, but there's still, still uh, a segment of the population uh, that is still unwilling to uh, be vaccinated. And this is an aspect of it that uh, we're still addressing. Any thoughts or ideas about this problem? I just wonder how much it's being marketed. Wonder what? How much it's being marketed, you know, having, you know, special people from the community, churches or celebrities uh, pushing it. How much that could help? That's being done. Uh, okay. Uh, and, and, and it's being done more now 
uh, with the churches, as you mentioned, because those are the areas that uh, have been in the past left out. But they are recognizing the concerns that you've addressed. And uh, they, more churches are being involved than ever before. And celebrities are being used uh, across the country to uh, motivate people to uh, take the vaccine. Okay. Yes, I was so, so go ahead, Kevin. No, I'm, I'm done. Okay. Um, Dr. Callender, this is Maya. I had to say, there is a small medicine shop about two blocks from my house, and they're giving out shots, and nobody's going. Nobody's, you know, you don't need any. They say just walk in. Nobody's coming. They said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts about that, and what else we can do? Yeah, I was, well, I don't know if we can do anything about it, but I was reading an article about how primary care physicians are taking the ethical approach, which is uh, just making it a patient choice, but not strongly advocating for the vaccine. Yeah. As opposed to how it's different when uh, doctors are consulting with their medical colleagues. Um, in that circumstance, the doctors more uh, advocate for the vaccine, for instance, uh, they're doctor who was pregnant and so she was researching with her uh well consulting with her medical other doctors should i get the vaccine being pregnant and other doctors would say yes by all means you should the data supports it um get the vaccine but the same approach isn't taken with um uh with patients it's more of um uh you know it's your choice you know here's the data but not strongly advocating for it which yeah. is Kind of unfortunate if primary care doctors would more strongly advocate for it. I know a, a lot of people that would be more likely to get the vaccine. Go back up. That's a good point. And I think uh, making it accessible actually to those same primary care doctors might help as well. But I was, I was pointing to the fact that something that uh, Daryl had mentioned earlier was that uh, they said that 60% of the Democrats had been vaccinated, but only 40% of the Republicans had been vaccinated. And that's interesting that that uh, disparity still exists, even though we have a Democratic uh, uh, president. This, this uh, graphic is very similar to the, uh, to the election results, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. That's it is. Yeah, well, what are we going to do to get the Republicans to, to, to take the vaccine? Um, is um, Trump ill or is he on the brink of death? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and he had his. Girl, he had his. Yeah. They still believe in him as well as he's still breathing the breath of life. Yeah. So his thoughts and his feelings will yeah. continue to live. It might even live after he's dead. Who knows? You know, I, I had a uh, thought about that. Remember, originally he said it was a joke. It's, it's not happening. It's not real. And then he said it's it's the Chinese virus. And then yeah. you know, he said, what, uh, uh, last month, he said, uh, it's good. It's a very good virus. I mean, a very good vaccine. Everybody should get it, right? Yeah, he but did. That's way that's way too late though. You know, yeah. the, the thought has been implanted. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I believe he got his before he left the White House. Yeah. He had made it more <laughs> public. Yeah. yeah, had he made it and public, uh, maybe some of the Republicans would have decided yeah. to do it. Absolutely. He didn't encourage it, in other words. Right. Well, okay, well, it's a, it's a problem that was anticipated and it has uh, continued to be a problem. Uh, we hope that by July it's better because then if we have herd immunity, it'll open things up for everybody. Mm-hmm. If we don't, uh, it will make it uncomfortable for the summer and the early fall. What do you think about this uh, uh, and these states that are ending the mask mandates? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting uh, phenomenon in which the governors come out uh, against masks. And uh, uh, it's, it's kind of surprising that people that, that are high up in the uh, administration come out opposing uh, uh, making mandatory masks. Well, you, you, you know, the whole thing goes back to um, personal freedom, you know. When you know a lot of people think because the government says you have to do it, it, it puts a negative spin on it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you if you get to choose what you're going to do and do it that way, I think especially the Republicans are saying that that's the way to go. You know. Yeah. Uh, but the- but that's not the way to make go. the government. <laughs> I, you know. In, 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 we're talking about people's in, in health. Russia and China. Yeah. In in Russia and China, it was mandatory. Yeah. You know, because those are a communist oh, state. Yeah. You have to do what the what the government right. says or or get locked up. Right. Yeah. So, um, America, I think. I think America is stupid because without the government, we wouldn't have education. We wouldn't have our street lights. We wouldn't have the government officials who are helping them to save because we are paying their salaries and et cetera. We have to pay taxes. There's a lot of things we have to do. We have to obey the laws of the land. So this thing about freedom, we're not free to do everything we want to do. They're going to jail. I mean, how free do they, what, what freedoms do they want to make a choice? Yeah. There's not, if you live in America, there's certain things you have to abide by and you receive government services on every aspect of life. So somebody, they just let it run and nobody comes up and say, this is all a lie. You don't have a choice. And you have groups of people like the Amish who do not believe in yeah. injecting things into their body, mm-hmm. foreign mm-hmm. objects into their body, so that there's a sector there, and that's a pretty large sector. Um, and you yeah. have some religions who yeah. also don't don't believe in things. So there are lots of sectors right. out there that mm-hmm. um, have lots of followers. Yeah, but they stay to themselves. They don't bother anybody else. Yeah, so but they, but some of them still come out in the public. Yeah, and let them all, whatever disease they get, they contract it and they keep it among themselves. <laughs> but do they pay taxes? Yes. I'm sure they do. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's interesting that there are segments, as you mentioned, uh, but I suspect that that's not, those are not the groups that are going to be the problem. It's going to be more of those people who aren't uh, segmented in that fashion uh, who are going to be the problems. Those people that Carol's talking about who uh, do pay taxes. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to, in June and July to see what percentage of our population actually is uh, vaccinated. I kind of think as more places open up and require that they have to have a vaccination to go, yeah, that will be an incentive, a big incentive, especially yeah. for the young crowd. Yeah, mm -hmm. get vaccinated. I saw a news report yesterday that some black universities are requiring students to have a COVID vaccination before they can fall. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Was that uh, Leslie? Yes, it was. Good to see her. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good morning. Uh, yeah. Welcome. Good to see you again. Thank you. Um, now, this is an interesting uh, article that points out that uh, out of the millions that have been vaccinated, uh, 5,800 people have developed COVID-19 infections. Oh. And of uh, those, 7% required hospitalization and 74 people, and you can see the percentages yourself, died. So uh, that's in interesting. Uh, yeah. And that number turns out to be 5,800, which is a big number, but in many ways, it's a small number, but uh, it's still 5,000 people who, which fits into the, uh, actually is less than the 5% uh, that you would have thought, uh, because it's supposed to be 95% effective and you thought maybe 5%, but this is so much less than 5% that it's interesting. Uh, and you can see that, uh, uh, most of the people experiencing were female. It's an interesting observation since most of the people who die are, are males, especially in the minority population. Mm -hmm. uh, but yet 65% uh, uh, of people experienced the breakthrough were female. And uh, nobody knows the answer to that, but it's an interesting uh, observation. And uh, most of them were above 60, which is another interesting uh, observation. What are your thoughts about it? You hear that, that information. What does that say to you? It says still wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So I think at face value, those seem like big numbers, but it says that's a rate of 0.0001%. And compared to 2%, that's like a difference of like, 200,000 times, <laughs> you still need to gamble on the vaccine. So mm -hmm. I think that, you know, if you were able to move that decimal point around freely, you would understand that you still have a better chance with the vaccine than without. Well spoken. Yeah. But even, well spoken. 
you're fully vaccinated and you have a breakthrough infection, then uh, your your rate is a direct hit. Say again, I didn't understand your conclusion. You know, like there's a, you know, the rate of, uh, of dying with a breakthrough in, in frec, um, infection is extremely small. But if you're the ones that, that dies, your rate happens to be 100%. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. oh, back to what John Buchanan was saying, you know, still take your precautions if, if you're fully vaccinated. Yeah. So I don't, I still don't think it's a good idea to go off of anecdotal evidence when making these types of decisions. I think you have to look at the entire population to ascertain what um, your chances are. And I think that's what, that's why with J&J, it was clear that it was gonna be just a pause because you're talking about six people and out of millions who had been uh, vaccinated, yeah. which is the next uh, article. And, and the numbers uh, made it clear that it was certainly worth the risk. Oh, I'm not saying this is any basis for being vaccine hesitant. I'm saying that it's the basis for being fully vaccinated, you know, get the vaccine, but still take the precautions. So when you talk about the six people who had the, the vaccine out of millions, mm -hmm. there's the same rate of getting that condition in the general population. So I'm not sure um, the correlation is even robust enough to, to be newsworthy. On that same note, you know, the um, I guess the doctors were talking to the news, the news media, and the news media was asking, "What can we do?" And, uh, and the doctors were saying, "You know, you publish that these people have gotten, you know, sick from the vaccine. We'll put it in perspective. How many people actually got the vaccine?" And that's what the news is not really like publishing too much, you know. And it, and it is uh, creating a scare frenzy. But if the, if the news put it in perspective that it's a very, very, very small amount of people that are having a reaction, it would, they wouldn't have this frenzy. Yeah, it seems like sensationalism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, it think it's, commercials. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that uh, the vaccine does not work for everybody because as doctors know, there are medicines out there that work one way on a person and work another way on another person. You know, mm -hmm. uh, one type of medicine doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> on the far fifth side, since that zero, 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 one percent, uh, the most people that get it um, are old women. And the old men don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got to be over 65 old. And I didn't hear anything about race in that. Yeah. No, I just said the majority were over 60. Okay. It didn't say much, much else. And being over 60 probably relates definitely to their immune systems. You know, yeah. I think. Think that when you're over 65, your immune system goes down. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why you men didn't get it, but us women, we had to get high in something. 
Usually you men die before us women. Well, I would think that the only thing you could point to is estrogen levels what deteriorate when you get older. And it could have something to do with that, that relationship between the vaccine and estrogen. Well, we, we'll, we shall soon know. We don't know yet. So any hypothesis is uh, uh, yet to be proven. This, is, this just goes into the Johnson & Johnson pause that we're addressing that uh, <clears throat> with the numbers we we're talking about, just as uh, Leslie had mentioned, it's likely that uh, the pause will be short. Uh, anybody here any, uh, I thought I saw something that uh, suggested that the pause was over, but uh, I'm not sure that that's uh, accurate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Callender, this is uh, Rem Gaddy. I, I heard something and I didn't follow up on it, but maybe someone else heard that there also was some problem in the manufacturing of the J&J. &J, oh, the, yeah. Yeah. And I heard that this morning. On yeah. I have an article about that later. We'll get to that. Right. Okay. And, and then I thought that uh, they, they looked at that and uh, they had uh, decided that that was not a problem, but uh, I'm sure as as uh, the days going on, we'll hear more and more about that. Okay. Uh, the other thing, Dr. Calendar, is when we earlier talked about the J and J vaccine and the blood clots. Uh, all of those those six people were all women. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And they still haven't uh, uh, figured out why, but uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I heard that uh, the women uh, had previously at least been on birth control and were smokers. Oh. They have something to do with it as well. Well, it's, it's such a small number, it's hard to uh, make much out of it. <clears throat> Now this is something that's surprising, but it shouldn't be, I guess, that uh, vaccines are free to all, but there's some people who, uh, I know some places they, they insist that they use your insurance. Uh, and, uh, and some places they actually try to get people to uh, pay money, but it's free. And uh, anytime you get people who want you to, Pay, then something's wrong because it's we've already paid for it. <laughs> Our taxes have already paid for it. Yeah. So, any of you have you encountered any of those kind of obstacles? Well, yeah. Yeah. Huh? Only with testing. So, um, to get tested at like CDS and places like that, they've asked me for my insurance information. Yeah. yeah. But not the vaccine. Unity asked me for my insurance card. They said it was a service um, charge. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wow. I had a number of people who had the same experience that you have. Yeah, they asked for Medicare when they see that you're age appropriate for Medicare. Right. They asked for your Medicare information. Mm hmm they said they would charge Medicare. So I don't know whether that's in correlation with 
Yeah, that, that's something that uh, it's a double is, uh, where I am, so it's a little disturbing. But yeah, that that's a general uh, observation that uh, a number of places they do ask for your insurance information. You know, it's it's really ironic that uh, um, people are out there scamming. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, when yeah. they're asking for the Medicare, Medicaid numbers, right. you know, yeah. they have those and, and, and can abuse that information. Uh, mm -hmm. You can get your social security number off of there. I mean, it's really, uh, really a, a sin big time. You know that in this country, you know, scamming is on the increase. And also I saw this morning in the news in Mexico and Poland, they're selling a Pfizer vaccination and they gave it to a lot of people, but it was only like some kind of, a, you know, uh, 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 to look, make you look good, that's all. It's not vaccination. And they've given that to thousands of people in Mexico and Poland, they found out. Those fake, fake uh, vaccines. Right, and they said that was Pfizer to them. Yeah. Oh Sad. my goodness. I know. Oh That's my the God. ultimate scam to Horrible. put uh, some water in the needle and, and yeah. pretend that it's the COVID vaccine and charge you for it. Yeah. In Mexico. Oh, that's yeah. awful scam. I also heard a scam about the cards. Oh. The cards that they have copying them and, oh, them, them and <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> i'm telling you scams are on the increase that people are finding all kinds of ways to scam people yeah and the people over 65 who yeah. don't know the technology as well can right. scam very easily yeah uh it's interesting, it uh, goes to the point that uh, Leslie has made, that the 7 million people had received the vaccine and six people had uh, brain clots in women. And uh, that that's an astronomically uh, small number of people who right. actually were involved. But, uh, and that's why uh, it's, it's predictable that uh, when push comes to shove, it'll be uh, released again. I I wondered why the, they they even bothered to pause. When I saw those numbers, I really wondered why the medical profession uh, decided to pause the, yeah. the vaccine. And I think the fact that they paused it has really given uh, people that fear because yeah. even though they're saying those numbers. Right. Right. But the medical profession themselves decided to pause it because of sick yeah. people. Yeah. And I, I think that has a lot to do with why they're kind of upset about it. So they didn't give us the race of those six people, but I think that we can make some uh, conjectures about the race of those six people based on the fact that they paused the entire program. I think that, um, you know, based on our, you know, historical experience, mm -hmm with um, vaccines and medication, that they're very sensitive to that now and they take the appropriate precautions <laughs> they take before. 
But also, like we said earlier, sensationalism. You know, sells commercials on TV. <clears throat> and also, um, you know, not too many, not too many people um, actually uh, have gotten that that J and J. Five percent. Yeah. Well, I was one. I was really waiting to get the J and J because also, uh, also they, my they husband just did, didn't want to have to go back that second time. Right. Yeah. But because um, mm -hmm. of friends and one of my girlfriends told me of a walk-in clinic. Mm -hmm. I told my husband, but we might as well just go on and since we can't choose which vaccine, we might as well just go on and go. And then it was maybe a week after that that all this stuff about the J and J started happening. Yeah. So I was glad that I <clears throat> followed my thoughts and went on and got vaccinated. Which one did you get? We got the Pfizer and we got our second shots this past Friday. So uh, also with the J and J, they're trying to tie some other issues that J and J had with the talcum powder um, giving um, women um, ovarian cancer. Oh, yeah. mm. well, my daughter, uh, this my daughter got the J and J, and she got she developed a fever that night of like 102. And some, another friend of hers that went with the facility, I mean, same place, he got sick within the next 24 hours. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Oh. Uh, this is the, the uh, uh, week later, no new blood clotting cases. Uh, and so uh, it's uh, very likely that uh, by next week, they'll start resuming the vaccine, but we'll see. What happens? Uh, I, I think the comments about uh, uh, the uh, pausing is something that they tend to do whenever there is a death in uh, any uh, situation. But they don't usually. But when you have six deaths, then that becomes something that uh, most people would want to pause, even though the numbers are uh, are not compelling. Dr. Kellett, I got a question. Um, do you think the uh, vaccine can uh, surface pre-existing issues that people have? Or do you think that those pre-existing uh, conditions that they have would have manifested themselves anyway? I think the latter. Yeah, I don't think they would cause you to they are pre-existing. They are already there. All right. That's my thought on it. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been studied, but that's my thought on it. You know, here's uh, another issue uh, as far as the, the difference between uh, the Pfizer, Moderna, and the uh, Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca. Uh, even though they 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 both use RNA, the AstraZeneca and Johnson Johnson <clears throat> yeah. use an, an adenovirus as a vector. So it's, it's a virus that um, I think it's similar to a, a common cold, but they yeah. you know, inject, you know, inject the, the, the uh, 
the mRNA that causes us to recognize uh, COVID as a as a as an invader into that virus and give us that virus. <laughs> uh, so that that also could could be another uh, aspect of why you get different reactions. Yeah. Okay, but it looks like the bottom line was that most people think in the final analysis it's safe to use, but, but time will tell. And this is another question that uh, is answered here and uh, which most of us have already answered anyway, that uh, yes, you should still wear a mask. Um, and the uh, question about what is the best mask and the answer is probably one that fits the best uh, because uh, uh, those loose masks that don't really fit well are not as effective as those masks that fit well. What does that mean, fit well? Uh, it means that uh, when you put it on, uh, your nose and mouth and your chin are covered. <coughs> And so that uh, all of the air you breathe comes through the mask. So Dr. Calendar, so you're saying it's mostly people's breath, you know, from my mouth and their nose that can spread the virus, but you told us also that uh, you can, the eyes uh, can get the infection. Good memory, that's exactly right. And uh, that's why some people wear masks as well as uh, goggles. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. uh, because yeah, uh, it is, is well documented now that the virus can be spread through the eyes. Yeah. Mm. Does that make the shield any more helpful? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, shield or goggles, yes. Yeah, masks may become yeah. the new normal. They've been wearing masks in Asia for years, particularly on, oh, yeah. on their mass yeah. transportation. So, yeah. you know, even, uh, even when the pandemic is, quote, over, we may still be wearing masks. When I lived in China, everybody wore a mask because the air was so nasty. So it was just a way of life. Yeah. Uh, do you have a, a, let me, I wanted to follow up with a question. Do you have an opinion on cloth versus paper masks? Oh, um, no. I, I think that uh, when you say cloth versus paper mask, I think the real issue is whether there's a filter that, uh, uh, eliminates the uh, virus, prevents the virus from getting through. So whether it's cloth or, or paper, I think the real issue is, do you have a filter in the mask? Now, uh, I, I've noticed some of these uh, television ads that have these uh, cloth masks that have uh, copper and those other things. Uh, and uh, so far I haven't seen any studies that have tested the efficacy of the uh, cloth masks that have uh, 
no filters, but have uh, 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 gold and other things in them. Uh, but uh, in my opinion, the filter is the one that makes the uh, mask more efficient and effective. Uh, and so uh, if you have a, a cloth mask that doesn't have a filter, I would have concerns. Yeah. Dr. Keller, one of the articles, in fact, earlier on, several of the articles that we looked at um, talked about the, the, the difference. But even if it's a paper mask, it has to have like three layers in the mask. That makes it more effective. That's the filters, right? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so the cloth mask that can be washed, they would not have a filter in them, would it? Yeah, I know, and that I, I that's why I just said uh, that those cloth masks that, uh, and I think you need to have. I think when they did studies on cloth masks first, masks that had filters, uh, the filtered masks were the most effective. Um, now, but they have new cloth masks that have uh, substance in them that. Uh, appear to be filtered, but I, I'm not, I haven't seen any studies that tested those uh, uh, cloth masks that had uh, gold and other substances in them, uh, tested against the masks that were filtered. Because the filter is the uh, thing that makes it effective. Dr. Kelly, I have an example of one here. This is a uh... I'm a scuba diver. We have to have these masks when we get on a boat, right? But this this is a cloth mask. Okay, that's the inside. That's the outside. And it's filtered. And, and it's got a slot. It's got slots in it right here where you can put the filter. And these, these are the filters. Okay. So if you have something like this, you're, you're probably pretty well protected. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Regular mask. With the filter, mm -hmm. I think some of the uh, TV ads have these cloth masks that have uh, yeah. chemicals applied to them, and uh, I haven't seen any st studies. I'd like to see studies that that test those uh, cloth masks against uh, filtered masks. You know, Betty, uh, what you were saying earlier, you could take the filter out and then wash the cloth mask and then after it dries and ready to go you put the filter back in yeah but a lot of them i i just yeah, took but, mine yeah, out but, and looked at them yeah, after um, mr buchanan said it had a slot yeah these cloth masks i have that uh commercially made they don't have a slot <laughs> right i'm talking about the slot mask. yeah, yeah so i'm just saying just a cloth mask that you can just they advocate, oh, you can wash them and put it, but you can't, there's no filter in them. So yeah. I'll just stick yeah, with my, my um, yeah, blue mask about, that, you know, everybody's we're, wearing. We're <laughs> I have plenty of those. So I guess I'll mm -hmm. stick with those or either wear my shoes. Right. Yeah, as well as a mask. I say it's an interesting topic that's uh, become very, discussed very much, but I think we need to do more studies on uh, the cloth masks and their efficacy now that we have so many types of cloth masks. Because mm -hmm. people are just making- To answer Leslie's question. Yeah. 
just for just to look good, you know. Actually, <laughs> clothes and right. Yeah, but, you know, I noticed some of those people with the cloth mask, they don't even have them over their noses. So That's right, right. And, and they have rhinestones yeah. and diamonds on those. <laughs> and because I wear glasses, it's kind of hard for me to wear right. it. Yeah. Fog up every time. I'm walking around without my glasses more than I have ever done. <laughs> what do you think about this hosting fans uh, that's already started at the Wizards and the Washington Capitals games? Uh, Dr. Callie, I went to a, a Nationals game on the on the on the seventh of April. Uh, it was outdoors. It was it was very well done. There were only uh, five thousand fans in the oh. stadium. It was outdoors. Uh, the rules were standard. Every other row was used. Uh, you could only eat. You, you had to have your mask on the whole. You, you... John, what about the bathroom? Uh, <laughs> it's a serious you thing. You had to eat at your seat. And uh, you, you could bring, they would bring food to your seat. They had a... a um, a scan code right in front of your 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 seat, and you can order food, and they would bring it to you. Uh, I th I thought it was it was very good. the The next week they went up to ten thousand people, at, and that's outdoors. Last night the uh, the Wizards had uh, I think they said two thousand indoors yeah. at the uh, at the basketball game, and they actually beat the uh, Beat the Warriors, you know, one of the best teams. So it, you know, having stands in there, but you know, when you saw them on TV, everybody had the mask on. But John, when you go into the bathroom, how many people did they allow in the bathroom? Uh, they, they, they didn't really uh, limit that. I mean, there were so few people in there, but they had somebody in the bathroom to monitor uh, the the. Uh, hand sanitizers and all that, you know. So. Yeah, because I think it's based on the square footage of the area that you're walking into that, you know, if there's, if it's 100 square feet, you only allow one person in there. And uh, so that's, so I just wonder if that was being policed. I, I don't think it was. Okay. But but there, there were so few people in there, you know, normally <laughs> at a big game, there's a line <laughs> going into the bathroom, right? But there was there was no there was so few people there was no no line or anything. Mm -hmm. um, I have a question. Um, what percentage of attendance support the whole economic? You know the players and everything. What percentage of you know when they have a sports game of the ticket sales that they have to people to view? What is that percentage? I know they got advertisements and supporters, but the actual attendance of the games, does anybody know? Well, uh, if the stadium holds 50,000 people and 10% are admitted, that's just uh, 5,000 people. But what does that contribute to the expense, you know, the salaries and et cetera, overhead? 
Well, I think it's uh, uh, hard to say because television pays so much money for a lot of the, a lot of their salaries are paid by the TV. But I don't I don't know the answer to your question in terms of how ten uh, percent would uh, wind up paying for somebody who's got a salary of uh, twenty million dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question, but it's a, it's a very important question because uh, all of those uh, uh, teams would probably lose money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Especially if not for the television. I think television is what saves them. Yeah. Yeah. They can't, you're right. They can't rely on ticket sales. Yeah. But at the end of the year, we'll see how many teams are in the black and how many are in the red. And you don't know whether they got the PPE money in the first go round when, when 45 was in office. That's true. Now, this is the question of the day. Will you need a booster shot? And uh, the answer is likely yes. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. uh, but in all frankness, they, they have not, they started to test the, the uh, experimental groups in last June and July, which means that they wouldn't have the antibody test results of those people until this June and July. So uh, the only information you might get now is whether uh, you need one in six months. But the uh, answer to the question was whether it will be every year or not uh, remains to be seen. But we'll get some ideas shortly as to whether or not the six-month test, uh, whether the antibody titers are are high or low or in between, and that will give an answer as to whether you need a six-month booster. Uh, and later on, we'll learn the answer as to whether you need an annual booster. Okay. The um, the antibody test is a blood test. Yes. Yes, yeah, a test for neutralizing antibodies, uh, which are the antibodies that would be destroying uh, the virus. Although sensitized cells also play a factor, not only the antibodies, but also sensitized cells that play a role in it. But uh, uh, I think uh, time will, will answer the question uh, about six months. It won't answer the question uh, about a year for a uh, 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 significant amount of time. You know, Dr. The, no. guess, the guess is that you'll need it at least annually. Um, and uh, why would we need this annually when there's been other outbreaks? Um, and from 1919, I guess they had a vaccination then, um, polio and all of these other things that have happened, viruses. Why this particular strain? Now, I know flu always, we got to have a shot all the time but nothing else is. Well, this is a flu. This is a flu. It's the equivalent of a flu, you're right. Oh, and, okay. and because of the, the way in which the virus is mutating, uh, and that, that's, what, that's why you need to have boosters is because you have variants and the mutations change the nature of the, the virus infection. Dr. Calder, that seems like it's gonna be a nightmare yeah. If you have to give a booster shot to everybody that already had the shot, that's like, that's going to be a nightmare. And then we're going to. Why? Call. 
You get so a flu shot every year. Yeah, because the people, the people who resisted uh, getting the shot in the first place, maybe they went on and got it anyway, but then they're going to resist getting the booster. Well, but it's not going to be any more of a nightmare than you getting your flu shot every year. And as a matter of fact, uh, I think one of the companies is talking about uh, combining the flu shot and the COVID shot so that you get one, uh, and one booster shot uh, every year. Oh, that'll be but you, my question really involves about the hesitancy that we're experiencing now with oh. the you know, the vaccine, you're going to get that same hesitancy with the booster. That's correct. We have that same hesitancy with flu vaccine. And, yes. uh, and as a matter of fact, the problem is that only 50% of the population actually takes the flu vaccine. So you're right. That same hesitancy is going to be uh, evident with the booster shot as well. It would be a great idea if they can combine it. I know um, several people who've never had a flu shot. I know. <laughs> they got that vaccine. So next year, if you tell them you got to get another vaccine, yeah. well, they don't get the flu, so I'm sure they'll skip the vaccine too. But I like the idea of having it combined. That makes it easy. And as, as we have aged, um, they've come up now with uh, the pneumonia shot and the shingle shot. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Right, right. Exactly. For those of us who are over 60, uh, we have to get those shots anyway. Right. We should. <laughs> well, you're right. We should. You're right. Yeah, but the thing about those other shots is that you don't have to get them every year. Some, some of them are like every five years or every 10 years. Right. That's true. Yeah, some of them that way. Which, which ones are five and 10? The... Uh, for example, the uh, tetanus is probably five. Uh, tetanus, no, I mean, the probably five. And the shingles, they're yearly, aren't they? No, yeah. pneumonia. No, pneumonia's not yearly. Oh, it's not. No. And shingles is is a, a one shot deal. Yeah, it's it's two shots, but it it lasts Once forever. You get it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How about the pneumonia injection? Yeah. Pneumonia. This one. Pneumonia is, is, is also a two shot. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure how often you need it. I want to say five. It's either five or 10. I'm not sure. Something like that. Something. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. they gave me a pneumonia shot in boot camp. And then they didn't suggest it for me again until 20 years later. Uh -huh. Which shot? You look young chicken. <laughs> yeah, but you were so young. You're <laughs> <laughs> a little baby. <laughs> so the, the pneumonia shot was trial camp, and so we were part of the trial. I remember that distinctly, being part of the the pneumonia shot trial. Mm -hmm. um, then twenty years later, they said, "Oh, you have all these diseases and conditions. You need a pneumonia shot." And I'm like, "Okay, oh. put it here." Got <laughs> the calendar. At one time, with the shingle shot, it was a live virus. I've never had it. I didn't have it at that time because David and the transplant patient, I couldn't have it because it was a live virus. Is there a different shingle shot now that's yes. not? Yes, it is. That's why transplant patients can now take it yeah. because yeah, it's a different one. Yeah. Because transplant patients can't take live viruses. You're absolutely right. Right. 
And the wow. shingle shot is just a one-time deal, shingles? It's not something yes, you have to get every 65, year. yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So transplant that are younger, saying, transplant patients that are younger than 65, should they also have a shingle shot or do I still get to wait until I'm 65? I think uh, it is clear now that if you have a transplant uh, that uh, uh, you need to get a shingle shot if you can get a shingle shot that is not a live virus. Okay. Because uh, the activation of the uh, virus occurs uh, because of the immunosuppression. Uh, now, before uh, they were able to get this new uh, non-live virus shingle, transplant patients couldn't take it. And so they just had to uh, take their chances. Uh, with this new uh, shingle shot that is not a live virus, it is recommended that uh, uh, they take it because they're immunosuppressed. And that's what happens. That makes the older people vulnerable is that uh, as they get older, the uh, antibodies wane and disappear. And uh, for that reason, uh, uh, transplant patients uh, uh, should get the vaccine if it's available. The problem with the new vaccine that is not a, uh, a live virus is that it, it was hard to get because uh, they didn't have enough supplies. And so as a consequence, many of the transplant patients did not get the, the new shingles virus, uh, vaccine. Yeah, and just a reminder, the people most at risk for shingles are people that have had chicken pox before because at Vactus, that virus remains in your body inactive, but when it re-triggers uh, later in adulthood, it can show up as uh, shingles. And shingles is extremely painful. <laughs> <laughs> right, and uh, uh, that that that, and once you once you get that painful uh, shingles, uh, the post herpetic uh, syndrome that develops is uh, often deemed intolerable by those who, who who have to get it. It can make you lose your mind. Is it like? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what do you make of this article? This is, <laughs> you talk about scams. Uh, this is uh, kind of scary that we would pay 1.3 billion to make vaccine syringes and there are no syringes. Uh, that's, that that, that kind of is kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, and, and as they asked the people about it, nobody could come up with any answers. It's kind of uh, frightening that we we pay that much money and, and not get any result. Well, it's a circle of life. The the companies that get these uh, that get these government grants, they make campaign contributions, and the campaign. <laughs> Go to legal defense funds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. By year end 2020. Now this is 2021. <laughs> so that that is uh, that is awful. Well, 
you know, the question is, who's going to uh, follow this up? <laughs> Don't they have to have money to follow it up? <laughs> well, they need to pay that money back. That's, not, that's our money. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> not taxpayers' money. But, uh, mm, mm, mm. Oh, well. I noticed nobody said anything today about the, uh, the verdict. <laughs> because we were talking about the coronavirus. We <laughs> <laughs> have to save that for a whole session. Let's <laughs> 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 say courts in session. <laughs> This yeah. started on March 29th, there have been 64 police killings of unarmed civilians, more than half of which are black or brown. And so the rate of police, uh, police involved killings of unarmed people has not slowed down a bit since the trial. Oh, my gosh. There's usually 1000 killings a year. And of those uh, 1000 uh, killings, um, Let's no, okay. Uh, since 2005, there's only been 144 cops charged uh, as a result of killings and only 44 convictions. And so, if you're talking about microscopic percentages, uh, cops can still kill and get away with it. Oh, my goodness! My goodness. Well, what, do you, what do you think the impact of this? Uh, finding this policeman guilty will have on uh, on so, the future. Did you see that being killed? Did and you see others being killed by police? Did you see Eric Chauvin's face when he was when they said that he was he was found guilty, and how surprised he looked? Couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. no emotion. I felt believe it. So I think now everybody is starting, will move forward collectively knowing that you can be helpful for yeah. wrongdoing if you're a police officer. I'm hoping that that'll be that. Also, I was really shocked. Uh, uh, Eric, uh, no, that guy Chauvin, he's married to a Vietnamese girl for more than 12 years. She left him right away. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. Oh, they, got, they got a little scheme going on. It ain't, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah, she left him. They got a plan going on. And he had two sons. That was Vietnamese Chinese in their 20s, 26 years old. You know, she was married before. I said, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. I just found that out yesterday. Oh, sure. Well, he believed he's above the law anyway. So mm -hmm. I told y'all we got to have a day in court with this. We got to do our own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree. I don't know how he's going to last eight weeks to be sentenced. I mean, solitary confinement. He can't do anything by himself. He has to be protected. That's standard. He is. Trust me. Do they plan? Do they plan to appeal? Yes. The verdict. Mm -hmm. All three of the verdicts. Um, if you understand human dynamics, you beat one kid for doing something. Do you think the rest of the children are going to stop? 
<laughs> you put somebody in jail for killing somebody, that's why they had the death penalty in, er in order to curtail it. Mm. They had the war on drugs to curtail drugs. So if you put so many in jail, the rest of them are stop smoking the weed. It never does work in human society. Uh, they can have all these stringent rules and laws, but it's always someone who think that they can get away with it. They yeah. were stupid for getting caught. Even ourselves. I'll run a yellow light for fear that they don't have the camera there. It, I, even though I know there's a penalty and I might get a $200 ticket for running that yellow light, but there's always that chance in humans that I can maybe beat this, especially if that light is not there. Just because they prosecuted him and put him in jail does not scare the rest of these policemen that are not gonna do anything. Right. Amen. And the same day, the police officer killed a 16-year-old child, a girl in Ohio. Do we, do we know any of the circumstances? Well, it's, it's, they're still trying to, that's my hometown. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so she, they were, she was getting ready to stab the girl. So uh, we're talking uh, about, again, a lot of different yeah. factors. Yeah, I'm in a meeting now, so let's try again, okay? Okay, all right, thank you. Okay. But they said she was trying to protect herself, so why didn't the police, again, taser? Because yeah. a, taser, a taser does not always stop someone. If somebody's getting ready to kill you, somebody's getting ready to stab you, he was torn between two things. Am I going to protect this girl from getting killed or whatever? It yeah. is an act of uh, emotions so quickly and a judgment call sometimes. Uh, I, I have to stand sometimes on the side of the police officers also. And I guess I'm a little partial because my son is a police officer. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of that girl because police, they say reasonable forces when the police is uh, has fear of their own life or somebody else's life is in jeopardy. And so the girl that was killed had a knife that she they said uh, she was trying to kill another girl. So they're going to get off for that. But uh, two days yeah. Got a new name, Andrew Brown, North Carolina. Uh, police killed him. He's unarmed. He was trying to flee arrest, drive away when they were trying to serve a warrant. But, uh, you know, that's that's no reason to kill somebody that's unarmed just because they're driving away. There was a white man that was driving away uh, a week last week and no incident whatsoever. Uh, didn't shoot up his car. But uh, it's North Carolina. So don't expect any charges to be brought for Andrew Brown. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but can I just say one more thing, too, while we, I said just need a court date. But we also have the other side of these issues, too, that we're dealing with. And no one wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to be hush-hush. Look at the two women, and I don't know the details of that, where the lady was pregnant and they were shooting or cutting or doing whatever they did and the baby is alive oh yeah. yeah what was that story see a lot of things we're doing a lot of stuff to ourselves as well mm -hmm. and i can surely say this i have a teenage son in this house and i'm i'm if i fear him i would want to call the police to come and protect me but i wouldn't want them to come and kill him so mm -hmm. again it's decisions that we make 
uh, when something is is gone crazy and go wow if i can't handle him and i and i think the police have to come in and handle him and i already know he's halfway crazy he may be on drugs he may be have a gun in his room you know it's just a lot of issues that we're not really addressing it's not just cut and dry but anyway that's just just me this morning <laughs> I, I i agree with you that uh, it it, it it requires a, another session. <laughs> also, young young people do not know how to deal with conflict resolution. They yeah. um, they don't know how to talk things out. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, you know, you used to have fist fights, and then you still be friends the next day. Everything they do now is final. Yeah, you can't go back and no. say, "Okay, man, we cool." Yeah, yeah, but it's just I, too final. Yeah, sometimes I wonder too why when the police ha, ha, come is confronted with these types of issues, they always, it's, it's always kill. I mean, yeah. you can shoot somewhere else. Right. At least stun the person. Give them a time to, to make another move or something. Right. Well, I, I, just, I, I, I hear the police say that, you know, we is a split decision. But you can have a split decision to shoot in the leg or shoot right. in the arm. And that won't, that, may that, not will, stop that will at least stop them for it. Well, may I, not stop them, though. It I may think not that uh, this discussion can go on forever. So yeah, it can. Why don't we go back to four hour meeting? Because I think you're right that, that uh, this is a subject that you could have a, yeah. a whole day discussion on. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that uh, the article that John was putting up just talks about the comment that was made earlier about uh, uh, Johnson and Johnson having a plant that was uh, suboptimal, and uh, uh, that's that was and is the case. Uh, however, the, the inspection uh, didn't find that it related to the vaccine itself, and I think uh, actually Daryl. I made a comment maybe about a couple of months ago about uh, uh, the, the fact that a lot of these places were not being investigated because they were making the vaccine and therefore they were getting away with uh, practices that were suboptimal. And this just uh, confirms that uh, although they will tell you that it had nothing to do with the making of the vaccine. Um, Dr. Callender, um, something underlying, why are they really investigating Johnson & Johnson? Why what? Why are they so um, scrutinizing Johnson & Johnson so much? Well, I, I, I don't, I think after uh, the uh, allegations about the clots, I think they decided to go in and do it. Uh, I don't know any other reason. Maybe, maybe another reason is because Johnson and Johnson is a one-shot deal, where the other viruses are two-shot deals. So they want to find out what Johnson and Johnson did that made them a one-shot deal. Uh, well, that's one hypothesis. AstraZeneca also has been investigated. There were some deaths. <laughs> Okay, is this the last article, uh, John? Well, well, yeah, there's, yeah, there's uh, a, um, 
a meeting, a meeting today. today. Uh, uh, let's see, let's see if I can turn this off. Uh, One uh, thing, ARP has so much good information. It does. Mm -hmm. So I put it. So in I put it chat. in the chat. So, uh, so um, if you click on that link or copy that link from the chat, chat you, can get, you can get to this. Turn one of your volumes down, John. You got to echo. I'm trying to figure that out. Is everybody on this talk been vaccinated? Yeah. Uh, yes. 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 Everybody has been on it. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Good. Yeah, I got Good. both of mine. Good. Okay. Uh, Dr. Callan, I have a question. Uh, yes. Are there any statistics on the survival rate of people who come down with the virus? There are many statistics. Now, which, what, which one are you interested in getting? Um, the percentage of people, see, I, I have a, a cousin in Indianapolis who had uh, the coronavirus real bad, you know, in other words, the kidney shut down and a whole bunch of other things. He had it very bad. So I was wondering what is the survival, he survived. So what is the survival rate of people who have COVID? Well, okay. When you look at, uh, uh, for example, uh, about 10% of the people who actually get the infection actually are hospitalized or die from the infection. Yep, thank you. Something like 10%. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, so that, that kind of is, the mortality rate is somewhere between five and 10%. Mm -hmm. uh, I have an update. Uh, he's referring to, my, to our cousin Rodney Stepp in Indianapolis. And uh, uh, kidneys shut down. He was on dialysis for about eight months. Uh, he's just, as of last week, he's been taken off of dialysis. Uh, he spent uh, Wonderful. You know, 35 days as a trial to see if he could uh, maintain his status. And so now the doctors have officially taken him off dialysis. He's keeping the home dialysis equipment for two months just in case. And uh, he's also on the transplant list just in case, but it looks oh, like he's recovering. Oh, praise God. That's good news. That's good Thank news. You. Yeah. That's good news. Thank you. But did that answer your question, John? Yeah, it does. Uh, five to 10% people survive having the coronavirus. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't say, I said, mortality. I said they die. I said five to ten percent oh. die from coronavirus. Okay. Because most of the people who get the infection uh, may not even know they have it. They're asymptomatic, and uh, just like the uh, guy who's going to sing at your uh, dad's funeral, mm -hmm. uh, who was positive, he may have been totally asymptomatic. And they say that thirty percent of the uh, spreaders of the disease are asymptomatic. So they have the virus and don't even know they have it. And then you have another group that are symptomatic, but they don't get sick enough to go to the hospital or, uh, or, or require any uh, medications. So, so uh, for, it's only five to 10%, uh, but uh, that five to 10% is for which it's, it's lethal associated with hospitalization or death. 
And so that's the group that uh, you don't know where you're going to fall into it. Certainly, if you're over 60, uh, then the uh, mortality rate is higher uh, because that 5 to 10 percent is of all people that are affected by the virus. And whereas for the mortality rate for those people who are uh, people of color and are over 60, then that uh, mortality rate is higher. Yeah, well, R Rodney's double blessed because he's oh. he's over sixty-five. Yes, God. Yeah. Doctor okay. Calendar, I just have one question to ask you. Uh, something they said uh, about three, four weeks ago that they had all the vaccinations for dialysis patients in the country. Uh, can you tell us if uh, uh, the patients have been vaccinated, dialysis patients in the country? I don't know because uh, uh, I don't know the answer to that question. I you're asking how many dialysis patients in the United States have been vaccinated? Is that the question? Yeah, they said something that the government has given for all the dialysis patients, all the vaccinations to give it to them. Yeah, so I, I think as a figure I read was about 60%, but oh. uh, I don't know if that's correct uh, because uh, they have, they. In, in my estimation, they started doing dialysis patients late. And so I don't think they are even close to uh, reaching all the dialysis patients in the United States. But they, they have started doing that, but I don't think they've done that. What about in, in your unit, Carleen? Has everybody there been uh, vaccinated? Yeah, everybody. Oh, yes. Good. Been, um, everybody has been. Um, vaccinated. Wonderful. Capital, yes. They're certainly eligible, uh, aren't they, Dr. Callender, because of their uh, kidney failure? And they should be in the front of the list. Yeah. Well, they weren't because uh, they had not, in other words, of the people who were tested and who had the vaccine, dialysis and transplant patients were not uh, in the group. And therefore, uh, they were reluctant to start doing them until after everybody else had been done. So that's why they weren't first, because this, the vaccination studies were done on people who were not dialysis and transplant patients. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay, so... Um, I had a question, Doc. Yeah. Uh, two statements. Um, did I share with the group about uh, my swimming? last week? Did I tell you guys about that? No. no. Okay, so I, um, several months ago, they opened up the uh, five indoor pools in DC for, for swimming. You have to register online. You get, a, you get a, an account. You go to the calendar. You click the, the, the date and the time you want to go. They'll send you an email confirmation. You can only swim for 45 minutes, okay, uh -huh. which is which is better than nothing. But right, so yeah. so they only have eight uh, lanes in the pool that are open, and you you wear your swimsuit to the pool. You change at your chair right at poolside, and then you you swim. You get out, you dry off, you put your clothes back on, and walk out the door. <laughs> so, so it's, it's a little strange, but 
I went three times. I went Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday last week. It was wonderful. I hadn't hadn't been swimming in over a year. Okay. So that that's in DC. And I think several pools in Montgomery and uh, PG are also open that uh, for for swimming. No shower. Uh, No shower. No showers. That's right. You can use the bathroom, oh. but you can't take a shower. You have to go Ooh. home and take a shower. The other, the other question I had for, for the group, and I, I, I want to put this out there. Uh, the manager of, of my band sent an email yesterday wondering if we are ready to go back to play indoors. <laughs> so we, we have several performances outdoors, which I've signed up for, but uh, he wants to know if uh, if we are ready to to play indoors, and he would follow all the all the guidelines, you know, for um, for performance indoors, the the number of people and all that, you know, people be masked and all that. But um, what what do y'all think about that? Going to a club, uh, you know, or indoor venue for for dancing. What what do y'all think about that? <laughs> I think that uh, uh, that's something that is is not only being done for your group, but all of the entertainers. I saw that uh, many of the concerts mm-hmm. are being rescheduled, but most of them are being rescheduled for the fall. Yeah. Oh. Okay. What are some other thoughts? John, first of yes. all, your wife allow you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you, women united. So far, so good. Yes, so far, so good. That's the question. Women united. We go back. We go back to rehearse uh, week after next. So rehearsals good. Outdoor performances are good. Uh, I haven't. I haven't asked her about this. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask. Don't tell. No, be careful. You don't want to be. We kicked out of the house again. So yeah, uh, yeah. Well, John, I'm, but, what, what, I'm faced with the same question because I'm getting calls to start performing again in uh, indoor clubs, and I'm scared. Um, you know, at some point, I guess I'll have to bite the bullet. But uh, on another point, uh, being a swimmer, aren't you concerned about chlorine erosion of your teeth enamel? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never thought about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, well, you, you could ask you could ask John Tatum Senior about that. The internet recommends for swimmers to uh, get an extra uh, dental cleaning uh, through the year. Yeah. The chlorine buildup is what they call swimmers' calculus on the teeth, and uh, extra yeah. cleaning could help uh, avoid that. Right. I My father had great. false teeth, so. He didn't have that problem. I got a question. Um, because you're blowing the horn, right, John? Correct, correct. And so the keyboard. Do you put anything over the bell part to catch, you know, the duties? You know, because we had a lot of videos on that. The wind instruments, string instruments, okay. Um, keyboard, okay. Vocalists had to stay about nine to ten feet apart because of projection. What, do, what about wind instruments and you're playing a wind instruments and I've seen several bands I saw that at Reed Temple they had their orchestra out 
and they were playing and nothing covering the wind instruments. Oh, it's hard. So talk to me about that. Well, I, I have a, uh, a cover for, for the bell of my horn. Uh, it's, it's, it makes the sound different though. Um, but uh, I'm not gonna go back with my group unless everybody's vaccinated. So I don't think I'll, I'll have that issue on stage. But um, I'm, I'm worried about the, the clientele, whether, you know, after they get one or two drinks, whether they're going to keep their mask on. Not when they're drinking. Right. No. After, after they, they get drunk, one or two drinks. are they going to take off their mask? No, they're not going to keep it on either way. Right. <laughs> well, with, Carol, with the French horn, I don't have to worry about it because the, on the French horn, the bell is going backwards behind me. Everybody that's been fully vaccinated, but when the clientele starts to drink, yes, the masks come off and they don't go back on once they finish their sip. And the other thing is they approach the bandstand and want to get up all in your face. Uh, so then it's a band to back them off. You know, that's not very customer friendly, but that's just some of the dynamics of working at a club. It's dangerous because of the clientele. Clientele is crazy and they all up in your face. Yeah. It would be the concern that it I'm past my club days, so you asked <laughs> So so how about in the parks though? How about when we when we have the little park gatherings, uh how, how can you say the can that be a little bit safe? Yes, uh, very, very much so because you got the. Uh, it's just like wearing a mask when when you're walking outside. You know, okay. it's 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 a lot safer. What about having screens uh, that separate the uh, band from the uh, audience? Yeah, that's called chicken wire. You saw that in the Blues Brother movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the virus gets through the chicken wire. Well, but, but, but they, they now have uh, big screens that uh, are uh, transparent and are protective. Yeah, well, they're using plexiglass now. Yeah. Yes. Plexiglass. They've always been using it for the drummer. They put a, a plexiglass barrier around a drummer. But now those plexiglass barriers, they can be used for anything. You go to store and behind the counter, they have them, you know. Yeah, you can do that for the, uh, separate the band from the clientele. Yeah. yeah. But the plexiglass for the drummers, especially in churches, that's because they're not skilled. They don't know how to play softly. <laughs> so in order to control the sound and not blast everybody out, they put them even in cages and then they mic the cage. So it's really ridiculous because they don't have trained musicians who are playing the drums. I've seen those barriers with a lid on them too. Yeah, they put a lid everything. If you go to your church and you see a lid and everything around those drums, you know, the church is trying to compensate and they don't like those electronic drums. But that's good. Yeah.